So good evening, welcome to the Sovereign Human Radio Show and it is fantastic to have you. And this evening we have something that I hope will be a part of our show and our journey on an ongoing basis. So the second ever episode of the Sovereign Human Show was with my dear brother Louis Velotti. And Louis is one of the founders of Genesis Holistic Healthcare. And what they are doing is bringing together some of the best of the best at what they do from around the world to find new and powerful ways to treat um, people and bring them to a true realization of what they might really be capable of, to help them answer that primordial question of who am I? And having had Louis on the show, he then asked if I would be willing to help him bring to a wider audience a he a methodology uh, for healing and transformation that has been coming through to him recently. And given the profound benefits I experienced from working with Louis in a ceremonial context um, through his Genesis uh, healthcare ceremonies and uh, with his beloved uh, lady by the name of Dippy, who is a very, very special human being as well, as well as uh, my current teacher on the uh, energy healing course that I'm undertaking uh, called Circles and Ceremonies. It's a kind of neo-shamanic training um, run by a very special soul called Christoph Melchizedek. And uh, he and his wife, uh, Dippy and Louis, were the facilitators of a retreat that I attended that totally, totally uh, you know, changed what my conception of self is and opened my heart in a way that I never really thought was possible. So uh, when Louis asked for my help in uh, helping him bring his healing and his uh, methodologies into the world in a wider and more profound way, obviously I jumped at the chance. So we have created a Facebook group and if you're listening to this on the radio show, then please do pop over to the Sovereign Human uh, podcast website, which is sovereignhuman.com. Dot net and all of the details of how you can access the group are there. And what we have done is establish a small community within Facebook. Um, and I know it's not ideal. I know not everyone is on it, but it's it's the it's the it's the kind of Pareto principle. It, it, the eighty twenty. It does the best that we can with the tools we have at the moment. Um, and what the intention is is to have a small community where some of these uh, tools and some of these uh, processes can be tested on a community. We can get feedback, we can polish uh, the methodologies and then further down the line, bring these cutting edge tools, techniques, methodologies, processes out to the widest possible audience with the track record and testimonials of their impact um, in people's lives. So you've heard the incredible shift in my life that happened as a result of working with Genesis. And so if you would be curious to explore how that might play out for you um, with no cost obligation, save a commitment of time and uh, a commitment to feeding back how you've been getting on, then really do head over to sovereignhuman.net and click on the episode link and uh, please do join the Facebook group and it'd be wonderful to have you. So. With that said, let us get into this interview. And uh, this is where 
Louis is bringing through a, uh, a series of protocols connected to some of the advanced training that he does. Um, and the advanced program is called The Conscious Creator. And what we were discussing here uh, is uh, a process he calls the mastery of time. And it really looks at how we can understand, thanks to some of the latest research and scientific studies that are being done around the heart, totally transform our conception of who we are, how we perceive ourselves, and how we magnetize to ourselves opportunities for growth and transformation. So I really hope you enjoy this show and uh, please do head over to sovereignhuman.net when you've finished uh, and be a part of the, the ongoing community. So I'll leave that with you and let's dive into the interview. Welcome one and all and welcome to the Sovereign Human radio show and um, Brother Louis it is absolutely wonderful to have you back for a second time and I'm gonna reveal something that's a uh, very, very interesting. So my inspiration to first connect with you um, was actually through a ceremony and my hope is that this evening we can hold it very much like a ceremony and that we can really allow the perfect information and inspiration to come through for people in just the right way. And I believe, based on what we've shared so far in the preparation for this show, that you've absolutely got uh, got some gifts really, really present for us. So, of course, folks, if you are just joining us, thank you. Welcome, welcome. Please pop your videos off and pop yourself onto mute so that we can uh, record this for the uh, for those who can't make it. Um, that would be wonderful. Thank you. Um, so, there we go. Um, so, yeah. Good. So, Louis, whenever you are ready, I'm going to invite you to, to open things um, and to um, give us a sense of why you felt called to uh, to create this show tonight. Thank you very much, George. It's such a pleasure to sit here with you after all these events leading up to this moment in time. I have to say I'm quite nervous. It's the first, it's the first time I present all of this to a wider audience and, and a live show like this. So... Um, in the past years, I have been working for an association called Justice 2.0. Uh, this is an association dedicated to help human beings on planet Earth and help them go through this shift of consciousness that we're experiencing today. So my intention with this show is that through my work, which is one-on-one -on -one work with our uh, participants, members, as well as ceremonial work, so more metaphysical-based healing work. Through that work, I have received a very powerful message, a very powerful understanding. In the last months, I have been directly instructed to start sharing this. Okay. So, what is your intention for the, the show this evening? Uh, because the conscious creator and the mastery of time is... It's quite, a, it's quite a wide title. Um, so what I would love is to make sure that we really anchor in our intention for the show. And in preparation, one of the things you said was you really wanted to make sure the listeners discover if all of this information is going to be new to them or confirm some of the ways that they can perceive themselves and begin shifting that. And from this, how they can have an understanding of 
therefore from that place changing their lives based on rewriting their subconscious programming and allowing that highest vision for themselves to come through. So is there anything else you'd add to that intention or does that capture what you'd love to unfold for this show? George, um, first I would like to thank all the listeners for taking time to join us. Um, some, some of this information uh, they may already have, some might be new, but some listener, listeners where this is new information, I ask them kindly just to have an open heart and to follow us subject by subject and also visiting the Facebook page to go deeper into this, what we're about to share. So the conscious creator and the master of time, this is a story about us as human beings, our existential truth, meaning who we are besides the daily matters, and a story about how we can start to create our own reality based on what we truly dream of and envision for ourselves. We travel through some of these chapters which contains information about the conscious and subconscious mind. We're going to tie that in with studies done on the heart, electromagnetic studies done on the heart, how the heart works as a communication medium. It's much more than just an organ. And we're going to dive more deeply into these alchemical teachings and more mysticism and occult knowledge to tie this together in a spiritual context. Fantastic. That is, that is wonderful. And I have to say that when we've been preparing for this, some of the things you've been sharing, uh, I've really been blown away with the way you've tied everything together. Um, and that is from the, the most kind of spiritual elements, the ancient teachings, the alchemy teachings, right through to the most cutting edge science. Um, and for me, you've brought it together in a way that is really accessible, if very, very in-depth. And so I'm really excited. And there are some ideas in this that you share, which I think are, they are paradigm changing. So I'm really excited. And where, where, do, we, where do we launch here? Where do we dive in? We've, you know, we understand that uh, the conscious and subconscious mind is a part of this. So do you perhaps want to start there and let us know, you know, what's, what, is the, what is the starting point for how we might go about manifesting our highest truth? Yes. Okay, let's start. So this story, this information, it starts with the basis of um, sciences that we can all relate to. So we all have our normal state of awareness, how we perceive ourselves, how we perceive the world we live in. To go deeper into that, we come into a story about the conscious and subconscious mind. So we all have a conscious mind and we also have a subconscious mind. I'm sure many of you have heard before. As we perceive our reality, as we live from day to day, we operate with our conscious awareness and our conscious mind. But beyond that, the subconscious mind is also very active. It's also operating continuously. It's working beneath our conscious awareness and informing us of how we should live our life, meaning what we think, what we say, and what we end up doing. It informs us in that matter. Why this is important is because the subconscious not only all our belief systems, personality, all the experiences we had, it also instructs us on that basis. So to come to the point here about the subconscious, I know we all have this inner voice. We have this inner chatter that gets triggered in our lives. Very rarely is that a positive message. It's very often a 
that mm. negative backtalk we give to ourselves. Yeah. I'm sharing this about the subconscious mind because what we're, what we're is how the subconscious mind is affecting us in daily reality, how we can become aware of it, and how we essentially can start to reprogram these old messages that we're carrying so that we can live freer, so we can be more present and reach these experiences that we dream of having in our life. Fantastic. So that is, you know, that's a, a wonderful outline. And if we recognize that the conscious and subconscious mind are key parts of this, knowing that we have a lot to cover and, and really it's important to note for all the participants here who are on this call tonight that there is so much that Louis has put together as we've been preparing for this and you've probably seen some of the posts on the Facebook group that tonight we really want to make sure we give you the core of some of the absolute essentials knowing that uh, the Facebook group is where this is an ongoing journey we are taking together and it is going to unfold exactly as it needs to. So um, with that said, Louis, what are the kind of, what do we really need to know about the subconscious mind um, in order to kind of launch into where we're going? Okay, so classically, the conscious mind is the captain of the ship. It is taking directive, making decisions, conscious decisions and acting upon them. Subconscious mind gets directed from the conscious mind, so it receives these messages and it starts embedding and creating beliefs around these structures. So what we believe to be true is that. But the most important part here, the essence of it, is that through our lives we've all had traumatic experiences, through childhood, through some of the parenting that's happened, through our friends, even through accidents. When we have experienced these traumatic experiences, if they haven't been properly resolved and released, they end up embedding in our subconscious as belief systems. So in psychology, we go through this. We, we talk a lot about the subconscious and how it directs us. Yeah. Talk in the essence of the subconscious, and what I want to present is that it's much more than just memory. These are emotions that are embedded in the subconscious. Okay. Are, you may say trapped there and when we live our daily lives these beliefs are always there to try to protect us to try to guide us to prevent us from experiencing the same traumatic experiences again but in fact what's happening is that we are being reminded of it and we are recreating it in our perception of the current reality okay and so that would explain if it is indeed not just memories but emotions that are stored why for example PTSD sufferers are you know they're experiencing the emotions of a triggering event as though it's happening right now um, whereas if it was just memories they would be able to distinguish between the two so that's that's a really fascinating distinction what is what is the role of the heart in in this because this is for me one of the groundbreaking elements that you're bringing here George, um, there's a lot to be said about the subconscious, so it is important that our listeners go into Facebook and get a more or a deeper understanding of this so they can relate with their own life experience how this works. Now, to cut to the theme of the heart, why this is important is that the heart is very intimately connected to our subconscious. For most people, the heart is just the organ that pumps blood, right? But if we look into recent studies, heart, we'll find that the heart does much more than that. So how this is tied in together 
if we go into one of the, the largest bodies of knowledge we have on the planet today, it's an institute called the Heart Math Institute. Yeah. They've dedicated years to studying the operations of the heart, how the heart and the brain communicates, and how the heart uh, resonates and works through something called coherent resonance, meaning electromagnetic energy. So where is the link? Why is this important? The conscious and subconscious mind is in constant dialogue. Okay. So is the brain and the heart. We now know that the heart has a neurological pathway connected to the brain and that the heart sends more information to the brain than vice versa. I want to tie this together a little bit because mm. this is also the subconscious. The subconscious mind instructs the conscious mind. 95% of our decision-making in life comes from the subconscious. So there's an important parallel there. The same studies, they go into different varieties of these, 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 these tests they do to understand this. So as the heart sends more information to the brain and vice versa, mm. it's registered that the heart has its own system of neurons that store long and short-term memory. We have... Um, different uh, studies done on heart transplantations, yep. where you transplant one to another. There's several studies and research fields that show that these recipients of these heart organs suddenly are able to carry new memories, carry new emotions and new feelings, which is based from the host that they got this heart from. I want to go a little bit deeper into this. So the heart is extremely powerful. The electrical current of our hearts are, is 60 times stronger than that of the brain. Furthermore, the electromagnetic resonance, meaning that the heart, it emanates an electromagnetic field. When they measure this, they use something called SWID. It's a superconductive quantum interference device, a very sensitive measuring device, okay. where they can measure electromagnetic energy. They see here that the field emanated from the heart is 5,000 times stronger than that of the brain this bit together for our listeners to make sense out of it. It shows that when we feel emotions, when we feel joy or happiness or we feel alive, gratitude, the heart waves instantly react to the emotion. So when we're feeling a benevolent, grateful experience in our life, we have very long wavelengths of this electromagnetic energy. Okay. When they test this, they test this 10 feet away from the body. They're able to read this electromagnetic energy. We also see in these tests that these electromagnetic waves... Oh, no, we do some muting. We also see that these electromagnetic signals that come from the heart direct the brain. Okay. So there is very intimate communication with what we are experiencing, what we are feeling, and our perception of that. There's, there's, there's a few tests here that's important, because this is about the mastery of time. Yeah. We want to tie, how does that tie into this conversation? So one of the prime studies, the one that caught my eye the most, it's a study where they take um, subjects, participants, they run them through a clinical trial where they show them a series of pictures, a series of emotional pictures, while their heart and brain is wired to this superconductive uh, quantum interference device. Then what they do is, with an interval of 6 to 10 seconds, they flash different pictures. Example, 
It show a picture of a mom nurturing his child, a loving picture. The heart goes into resonates. It reacts by sending a long wavelength, meaning it's, it's uh, registering that this picture is there. And then right afterwards, it sends a signal to the mind as the mind consciously sees the picture. When the opposite happens, when they show a terrifying picture, for instance, like a snake attacking, what happens is that the heart changes its wavelength into very short waves. The pericardium, which is around the heart, this, this bag we have around the heart, contracts the heart. And as this happened, our mind signals to go into flight or, flight or fight response. Okay. And then we have a shock of it. What's really important to understand here, when they do these tests, they're able to see that the heart registers, meaning it changes its wavelength before the picture is shown and before the mind has been conscious of what's about, what's about to happen. So that's, that's, so that's amazing. We're literally talking about precognition here. Exactly. Into, so so let, let me just, because that's a lot of information there, and um, I want to make sure that part of my role is to hopefully digest it, and in digesting it for myself, I hope, digest it for our listeners, whether they're here live with us or whether they're tuning into the replays or the radio show. So I just want to come back to the parallel between the heart and the subconscious, because if I've got it correct, our subconscious mind is processing thousands or maybe millions of times more bits of information than our conscious mind and our heart equally is has a electrical conductivity I hope I've got that right but it essentially is giving out far more electromagnetism than our brain so it would seem like the parallel between our subconscious and our heart is that these are both hugely powerful um, parts of our operating system if you like uh, and particularly the heart, with the neural cells of long-term and short-term memory that are in there, seems to have been hugely overlooked until some of these new studies that are coming out, particularly the ones that now say the heart is capable of precognition. Um, so have I caught that accurate? That there's, there is this real parallel between the heart and the subconscious mind, and that actually the heart, therefore, is our primary organ of sense perception. You're spot on, George. I want to tie this together because it's very important to understand. So in psychology, it said that, okay, our subconscious beliefs dictate our perception. They take it as far as saying that we filter what we see based on what we believe. Now, what I'm stating here, based on this research, yeah. is that subconscious is intimately connected to the heart. It resides in the heart. Wow. Okay, and so that, that, is a, that is a game changer. You're effectively saying the subconscious mind resides in the heart. So, and there where my statement comes with how we create reality, I'm stating that it goes most, much further than just that the subconscious filters our reality. What is happening here is that our subconscious is creating, beliefs in our subconscious are directly connected to this ele electromagnetic field okay. and we send a signal based on these beliefs. So it's not only filtering reality, we are affecting the people and the events we attract into our lives through this heart resonance. And I would, just to be I would clear, like that heart resonance you're talking about is these different lengths of electromagnetic waves. If we are seeing a loving picture, the long waves are sent out. And if we're seeing something shocking, it goes into fight or flight and the short waves. So that is the, that is the resonance that's being created. Yeah, so the, we will go a little bit into this. So first, we have to understand a little bit about electromagnetism. So we have four 
main forces of nature, physics. We have gravity, electromagnetism, weak and strong nuclear force. Okay. Within these four, the gravity force and the electromagnetic force are the two strongest ones. These go beyond time and space. They're infinite. If we look into astronomy and we look into how we now measure supernovas, which are thousands of light years away, we're doing this by registering the radiation, the electromagnetic energy coming from that space into our devices the way we measure. So, when we have our subconscious and we have certain structures of belief, the statement here is that these are embedded in our hearts. So a lot of human beings, they live in their mind. Very few of us, we're able to connect with our hearts. And what happens is that when the subconscious, when we have these traumatic experiences throughout life, the heart contracts. We, we minimize the connection we have with this existence, with this field. And we go on living that on and on again. I'm sure many of our listeners have experienced that when they feel open, graceful, and connected, they see synchronicities around them. Yeah seems to flow easier. So this is where we're going with this conversation here today. So the people always talk about traumatic imprints. And to date, for, for me personally, I've always imagined the subconscious mind being this kind of energy field or maybe something in the brain. But what you're now saying is that the, there is actually a physical imprinting that's happening in the heart because each of these traumatic imprints is causing the heart to contract in some way. Is that, is that, is that accurate? Yeah. So when we work, when we work in Genesis, when we work with our participants, when we're in ceremony, we do a lot of preparation towards the ceremony to help the subject analyze themselves, analyze where these wounds are in their subconscious. Yeah. And then in ceremony, we expand the space and we work directly with the heart to release these contractions, which very often end in a very emotional release, meaning you connect back to this memory, yeah. you have the realization of it, you can feel the heart operate and start to expand as we clear the belief, the trauma, and when this happens, there is a huge emotional release. Furthermore, what I've seen with myself and the feedback I get from many of our participants, our members, is that as they start clearing the subconscious belief, and not only, as in psychology, an intellectual resolvement, but an emotional resolvement of that pain which is stored, as they start processing and resolving this, they start having new life experiences, different life experiences. New stuff starts happening yeah. to them because they're no longer bound by that belief. Well, the, you know, for me, this is wonderful to... It's a um, little bit emotional. It's quite it, very life-affirming to hear because... Actually, you're talking about the process that I experienced in my first ceremony with you guys, which I essentially sobbed for four hours, and yet it was the most incredible feeling. Almost for the first time in my life, I was feeling emotions, and since that time, even though I've had some crazy challenges in my life, my, the capacity for my heart to actually feel emotions has been totally transformed. And so in what you're saying here, I've, it sounds like I've literally unlocked the capacity of my heart to feel by releasing some of these traumatic imprints. Um, so that's, you know, it's, it's amazing to have a direct correlation and kind of almost like the scientific understanding of what was happening to me in the ceremony. So thank you for 
sharing that. And I hope in me sharing my personal experience, it actually lands it for the listeners here. I'm sure some of the listeners can resonate with you. Um, so I want to go deeper with in this information. So if we now look at science, we are so blessed because science is becoming incredibly advanced. It's starting to cross the bridge into these old spiritual teachings yeah. and the information I'm sharing today. So what we want to do, the theme here is the conscious creator, meaning we want to start consciously creating our reality. The mastery of time comes into the understanding of how time works. So there is only this present moment. If you look outside the window up to the sky, you will see infinite. Time is infinite. We live in this present moment. What happens is that we bring the past into this present moment and we bring the future into this present moment. Yeah. And if we are going by our days and we have this pain, this trauma embedded inside us, then by law, they will repeat themselves in our lives. I'm sure we all have experiences in relationships where mm -hmm. there's some kind of pattern, something, something strange is happening because something keeps repeating itself. Maybe the same kind of person is coming into our life over and over again, etc. cetera. Yeah. So what we want to do here today, we want to go deeper into this to understand how time works. We want to understand the quantum field, which is where we work when we work with this type of healing, with clearing the past and embedding new beliefs, hence new reality. And we want to bring in the most powerful tools, which are meditation, understanding of meditation, and a little bit of practice of how one can start to unravel their subconscious and start to shift their Fantastic. Reality. So before we kind of dive into those, I just want to make sure we've got clear for people that we are saying that you spoke about these synchronicities and these opportunities that will be magnetized into our life. And that we are saying that those are created because of the resonance that our heart is emanating out into the world, like attracting like. So if we have a closed down heart, we are going to manifest into our life things that match that frequency of being closed down. And we are also self-healing organisms. So you spoke about these relationship patterns that will keep repeating. They will keep repeating until we have done the work to release the heart and solve them and heal them. Um, so it's, it's really clear that that's, that's such an important part of this is you, in linking the subconscious mind to the heart, it, you know, that is a game-changing kind of step for me. And you're now saying that with the heart being able to kind of perceive what is going on before it's even happened, we are able perhaps to begin taking control of the resonance our heart is creating and therefore to take control of the life we are manifesting for ourselves. Right, indeed. Perfect. Good. Let's go into the quantum field. Let's just understand this deeper. So our hearts are emanating an electromagnetic field. This field is beyond time and space. It works in waves. Yeah. Anyone who studies a little bit of quantum physics and looks, looks at the entanglement theory, there you can directly start to understand how our resonant field is connected and linked to many other individuals and even things. So to explain a little bit about the quantum field, if you imagine your reality, this space in front of you here now, as an ocean of infinite consciousness, we know this is all energy. It's manifested in a very dense vibration. It seems to be real, but in actuality, this is infinite of energy fields, vibrations and rhythms operating together. So look at this field of consciousness, your reality, as a mirror. And the mirror is the signal you send out. 
So when you are making an affirmation, when you are making a statement, conscious or subconscious, that's the signal you're sending out, and that is the magic which will manifest and come back to you. Okay. We, we talk about this quantum field. We use names as source, the all, this formless, all-encompassing, omnipresent energy yeah. that we are all part of. Akashic field, zero-point energy field. There are many Good. words. So we operate within this, and we are the conscious creator. So when we become conscious that we are manifesting, regardless if we are aware of it or not, that's when we can start making a change. And this change starts with registering what is the old programs here, and to start dissolving them with a higher truth about ourselves. So, you, so, so that's, we've kind of reached a point where we kind of, I feel like we've built the foundations. And just for anyone who does need some further proof that this source field that Louis is talking about um, is conscious and responds to human consciousness, um, David Wilcock wrote an amazing book called The Source Field Investigations where he really mapped out the case with about a thousand scientific references that this field of infinite energy is alive and responds to human consciousness. And this is, this is the scientific language that the ancients have been talking about for, for you know, generations and generations and generations, right? So we, because we can interact with this field through our hearts primarily, we have the ability to therefore be conscious creators. And you said there that meditation is one of the ways that we, is like a doorway into that. So we've kind of built the foundations, I feel, and of course, like Louis has literally put together almost like a book of amount of information on these different elements. Um, so please do dive in, and I know he's going to be sharing that in the Facebook group. But with our kind of basic foundation in place, how do we now begin to become these conscious creators? Okay, great. Uh, let me just add, so yeah, science, if you look into YouTube today, it's, this information is, 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 is coming, the wave is cresting over the world. Yeah. All the spirits are leading into this. So, if we go back, the oldest teachings we have, if you go into the Vedantas of the Indian teachings, they all share the same. The alchemists, they all share the same. So, this is not, not news. It's just for the seeker to come to that point. So, how do we go about this? The key here is understanding the answer to the primordial question, who am I? Who am I truly? When I say who am I, I don't mean what we are defining as our personality or job or some external basis. I mean... What is real? What is eternal? What is infinite? Mm -hmm. So the meditation comes in because the meditation allows us to discern and come to the answer. There are many um, ways of describing meditation. Some say it's to be present, to stay present, present moment, to get out of the mind. My take on this is meditation is to find back to your true self. So when you sit in meditation, you sit still. You're sitting in a state of being, and you're observing. And in that observation, when you go deeper into it, you will start to see that, okay, you're not your body. You're not your mind or your thoughts. The essence of your being is an awareness. It is an awareness. It does not have a personality. It simply is. And that awareness is connected to the infinite, meaning it is beyond time and space. You can move your awareness to any place around you instantly. You can go within and you can move your awareness to any point in time instantly. So the understanding of this is we go into a bit more advanced meditation. 
the beginning of the journey in meditation is to find stillness of the mind, yeah. to become acquainted with your awareness, and to be able to sit and be in your awareness. When you do this, you're changing the wavelengths of your brain, you're going from alpha down to theta waves. And if you want to change your subconscious, look into psychology. It's hip, 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 hypnosis, which is very well familiar way of doing this. You shift your ba- brain, brain wavelengths into coming into a state where you can communicate with your subconscious and with your heart. Yeah. So what we do is we practice a form of meditation of discerning, of coming into this zero point. And when we're there, we apply one of the most powerful tools we have. That is our imagination. Mm. So let me explain a little bit about the imagination. You can Google this. It's very easy to find. The brain, what we perceive, brain doesn't know the difference between what you imagine, what you physically see, and what you remember. Yeah. are intimately connected together. If you look at Albert Einstein's famous quote, your imagination is a preview of the future. Look at Picasso. He says, imagination, what you can imagine is already real. Why we use this is because when you're sitting in this trance state, in this hypnotic state, what you start to imagine can instantly embody your subconscious and your heart. And the way we know this is that because when we fantasize, when we imagine, when we picture our children or our family, our loved ones, we can actually start feeling based on our imagination. Yeah. And this is where the magic happens because we are this field. We're, we're emanating this field. And instead of em- sending out this old message, when this message comes up, what we want to do is understand, okay, how do I imagine a, a new truth for myself, write that into my subconscious and start sending out that kind of frequency. Hmm. So we need to write that into my subconscious, imprint that into my heart so that it can begin emanating. So you start expressing what you really are, cool. your, yourself. So I want to bring this into a spiritual realm because this is we're all bound to come there so at some point. Yep. With this awareness, when we look at the spiritual teachings, when we talk about source, the Atman, this awareness is part of the infinite. So when we look at the question, who am I? I am not my body or my brain. I'm not my thought. I'm not these traumas. I'm not these stories I'm telling myself throughout my life. No, I am this awareness. I'm an infinite being. And when we can start to experience this through meditation and touch into the essence of this being, which is gratitude and love, that's the frequency we hold when there is nothing to hold us back, when we come to our core. So when we can start to center ourselves in that reality and truth, and we can start to embody that, We'll delete the subconscious, the old traumas, the old stories. We'll embed that story. And then we'll accelerate the events in our life. Everything will change. Before we summarize, I want to go into this. The world today, the problems we have today, is that we're all walking around projecting. Mm. We say, the world is shit, and Trump is shit, and all this is like that. Pardon my my language. It's just honest. Yeah, sure. What's happening is that we're going around and we're reaffirming and restating the old and recreating that. So if we have someone in traffic that cuts her off, us off, or we have a colleague or a friend that isn't acting like we were expecting, the magic here is to go inside, to see them as they really are from their infinite self. Mm. And apply whatever communication you want to them, not 
what you think of the past, but you imprint how you want things to be. And you start seeing things as you want them to be. And you hold these images until you feel them. And when you do that, I promise you, your phone is going to start ringing. The messages will come in. You are directly connected to everyone and everything. Yeah. Methods. So you've, you've used this phrase a few times, and I hear, if I'm getting your sense correct, the, the highest truth. Go, you know, people are out there projecting, this is bad, da, 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 and they are reaffirming a lower truth than is possible, as opposed to holding what could be a higher truth. Um, such, uh, I mean, for some people this would be a challenging one, but for example, that, you know, Trump might be doing something good, even though we can, it's very hard to see it. You know, there's, there could be some higher truth to it. And that we can find greater peace the sooner we can return to that awareness and hold that higher truth. You're right, George. I mean, look at, look at astronomy. Look at the creation we're part of. This is infinite. So when we come to subjects as death or trauma or horrible things happening in the world, and yeah. you're like, oh, what about this and that? The truth is that we don't know. All we know is that there is infinite reality. And within, within infinite, everything has to exist. So we have to be very aware of what truth we tell ourselves. And if we can study, like the key here is knowledge, really study the scriptures, study science. Go for yourself into this story and find out for yourself what is true. And on that path, you'll come to higher and higher truths. And as you embed them, you will not be affected anymore by these minor things because you'll know that gratitude and love is expansive feeling. Mm. That's the key. Yeah. And that's always residing inside. So I hear that being able to kind of come back to a place of holding this higher truth automatically will start to release and unlock some of this programming that's held in the heart. Um, now, is that... Is, I mean, it's, of course, always coming back, holding that centre, that uh, awareness and holding that higher truth is a lot easier said than done. There's a reason why people practice meditation on a daily basis. But is that, is that the sum total of how we can begin to re-imprint the heart? Or are there other techniques that have been coming through to you that actually are, are, are going to be shared within the group? Yeah. Very good uh, to bring this up. So... There are many protocols, as we call them, many phys quantum physical protocols we run in this quantum field when you're in this meditative state. Uh, what's come through and what we teach today is called the four chambers of the heart. Okay. So this is essentially a protocol that we run in our subconscious to resolve all relationships, all woundings that we have, and set them free. And it's important to understand that if somebody's done something to us in the past and we hold a grudge towards them, anger, resentment, etc., it's not only them that's been captivated by this, we're captivating ourselves. Mm. So the four chambers of the heart, they run through a protocol which is forgiveness, trust, gratitude, and love. How does this work? We don't have much time, so I'll, 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 run, this, I'll run past these four chambers and explain a little bit about each one, yep. and then more in the Facebook group, and we can also do some testing and hold some ceremony online that we discussed. Brilliant. So what we want to do is we want to first come into the meditative state, meaning we have to relax, sit still, breathe, 
use the techniques we have to come into these more delicate brainwaves. First here, we want to draw in high vibration. So we want to connect with somebody we love or something we're grateful for to expand the field. When the field is expanded, we want to go into the relation. So let's make a hypothetical example. Your father abused you as a child. Yeah. Uh, through that, you've attracted male, let's say you're a woman, you've attracted male partners, and they have also been abusive in some way to you. And you can see this related here. So this is based on the subconscious. So what we do when we're in this meditative state is first we have to open the wound. We have to bring up, we have to travel through our memory, takes practice, and come back to the core moment where this was embedded, when this happened. We have to open the wound by re-experiencing it. You know that you're on the right path when you get emotional. That's when you know that, okay, I'm on the right path. From there, you want to express. Bring up a hologram of this person. If it's your father, bring up a hologram of this person. See them in front of you. And fully express how you feel about this. Be very acutely when you do this that you are connected in the field, that you feel emotional when you're doing this, because that is the key. You, you're entangled with this relation. When you've done that, you go through the first chamber, which is forgiveness. You state to this person that you forgive them. You let go. You stay there, you breathe, you feel into it. And when you're ready, you move into the next chamber, which is trust. Now, trust is a powerful thing. We all walk around trusting things in our lives, and we're not really aware of it. We trust yeah. that we're existing. We trust that the gravitation and our Earth orbit and all these sensitive variables of life on Earth is going to sustain, right? We have lots of existential trust, but we're not aware of it. So we have to train ourselves. We have to look at existence and see how extremely advanced this creation is. And then we have to apply and find something called an existential trust. What we cannot control, we have to trust. And in this meditation, when we bring in the second chamber of trust, we resonate this. We bring in all this existential trust, understanding that what happened in my childhood had to happen. This is part of my journey as a human being, as a soul. Yeah. To be this way. And then we can imply trust. I trust this situation. I trust this person. I trust myself. And I trust the omnipresent all. This had to be this way. Now, you, through the first two chambers, now your subconscious is shifting. And the key here now is the next two chambers. The third chamber is gratitude. Bringing gratitude because you exist. Find whatever you can, your children, your friends, in your job, just find something you're grateful for and start expanding and find more and more things you're grateful for until you come into the existence of your life. And when you can feel that, when you smile and you're like, okay, everything here is actually amazing, then you want to bring that gratitude into that memory. Grateful for this person, grateful for this to this growth. All that resonance, do you feel it? And then you move into the, the last, final chamber, which is love. Do the same here. Bring in the love you have for those around you. See them. Self. Be a doll, a daughter. Whatever it is that you're able to connect with that vibration and hold that vibration. When you hold that vibration, connect to your relation. Feel that person. Send them love. Let go, trust, be grateful, and love. Now when you're in that state, this can take some time. It takes usually 30, 45, 60 minutes to go through such a protocol, and you will repeat that. 
So you know, there's a quantitative program also by repetition. So you will repeat that. But this is the key now. When you come to the fourth chamber, going through this protocol, the key now is that you can rewrite the memory. You can now bring in all the positive, all the about this person, about this relation, everything they've done, how much they love you, how grateful you are for having them here. And you can start bringing in all the positive things which are there. And then what happens here is you are changing and mastering time. Because you're shifting the embedded code and the quantum field from the path with one. And by God, I promise you, you will start seeing new things happening. You will start seeing that, wait, you're not reacting the same way you did before. The subconscious chatter is going down. It's, 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 it's gone. And allow you to experience the life. Allow you to go there where you didn't dare to go before, where you usually would run away. Yeah. Amazing. So, and it's, it's really important to acknowledge that those first two chambers, they, they, can take some, they can take some courage to dive into, to you know, really forgive. And yet here is, a, you know, I want to just bring in a little bit from my own background of why this is so powerful and why, for me, why it works. There was a study done um, on athletes and they wanted to see you know that very often athletes will visualize their performance before they've even done it. And so they wanted to see if actually this visualization, this use of the imagination, as we say, um, had an impact. And so they did a study where they gave finger strengthening exercises to three different groups. One group was actually did the finger strengthening exercises. The other group was told to just visualize the finger strengthening. And another group didn't do anything. Of course, the group did nothing, no finger strength improvements. The group that did the finger strength exercises saw a 50% improvement in finger strength and grip strength over the 12-week protocol. But here's the amazing thing. The group that just visualized it saw a 37% increase in finger strength and grip strength over the 12-week protocol. So they were doing, I would imagine, a protocol far less in-depth than what you've just described there. Um, so this, for me, I hope that helps to land just how powerful what you've laid out can be because our mind doesn't know we are actually using the imagination it is unlocking things on a physical level it's changing the reality um so thank you for bringing that through and the as i heard you say that it is it's a it's a, a process of repetition going back so in that example you gave you would have that initial dialogue with say the father figure who did the initial was the initial cause of the abuse would you then back along that timeline of these other times when that same abuse has kind of played out in a different way, but that same essence has been there, you would go back and run the same protocol on each time that's played out. So you're dissolving the entire timeline. Is that, is that right? Exactly. You will bring this into your entire past. Wherever there is grief or trauma, you bring in that protocol. Um, you know, it's interesting, this, this study you just mentioned, because... If you go into the science of cell biology yeah. and you go into epigenetics, epigenetics meaning above genetics, they all stay the same. The placebo effect, the power of our mind. And what we're teaching here at Genesis, it's just a very a much profound, much more in-depth way of doing the same. We all have this power. We can consciously create our reality. We can consciously change our past. And we can consciously perceive 
and receive the future that we want to experience. Mm. That's a wonderful... Uh, we can consciously perceive and receive the future. So I get the sense we are co-creating this incredible gift that is existence. And so to close up, do you want to just say a bit about what your intentions are for the community that we've built? And if you're here with us live, we're about to dive into some Q&A and to explore, you know, we're very open to wherever this might go with the 45 minutes or so that we've got that we want to kind of open it up for. Um, just to let you know, Louis is a bit of a master, so you may experience some spontaneous craziness. Um, that is a very beautiful gift. But for those who are perhaps listening on the replay, um, what is your intention for the community we've built within this small little Facebook group? Um, I know that you don't want it just to be your other average Facebook group where people start spamming. It's not about that at all. The, these are some methods um, for healing and transformation that, as you said, have downloaded, have come through you. And we've gathered this group so that we can begin polishing and shaping them. So how, how do you see um, the next couple of weeks or so unfolding with what you want to share in the group? My intention, I, have, I want to bring in another person here because uh, there's a co-founder of Genesis. Her name is Deepika Wishart. She's been an amazing teacher, partner, best friend. Together we work in this field. Until now, we work with hundreds of participants. We've all done it very secretly by word of mouth, mm. doing our um, teachings and our healing ceremonies, etc. And now we've had the calling to share this unconditionally. So the Facebook page, this radio show is the first time we're going to do this. So it will evolve organically. There will be a lot of information that we will post on this group to tie this in and we will create um, ceremon online ceremonial courses, protocols that people can participate in. So this is all leading up to the full moon tomorrow, which is the true solstice. Mm. This is a moment in time for us to send this message out. So we really want all the listeners, all the members of Facebook to share this, ask questions, get involved. And when we see a recurring theme, we will respond. When we get requests, we will respond. And then we will also give our own flair and share all of our teachings to this beautiful, beautiful group and, and following. Fantastic. And yeah, let me really echo, thank you for being a part of the group because there are loads of Facebook groups out there. There's loads of demands on our time. And so you, for you to be here, I hope you get the sense now um, that you are at the start of something potentially very special. Um, because that insight that the heart could well be the seat of the subconscious mind is incredible. Because suddenly it means if we can, thanks to the Heart Math Institute research and the studies that you've been quoting, begin to understand how we can influence our heart, we can re-imprint our subconscious and therefore totally transform the life we are creating for ourselves and let me also from a personal perspective share that you know with Dippy and with yourself you know these are folks who have been helping people to shift some of the deepest hardest things that people may feel they can never move beyond and you know I'm seeing you know I've seen myself people totally transformed in what they have as their vision for their future so thank you for being a part of the group. And I can only state for myself that this is uh, really something that I believe is the start of something very special. So thank you. So that was uh, myself and Louis uh, introducing 
the conscious creator and the mastery of time um, protocols, methods to the world. Um, and of course, aligning with and acting on our intention to begin the process of spreading uh, Genesis's mission to a, to a wider audience. And that's you. If you are listening to this, then please be a part of this. What we are capable of as human beings uh, is just an absolute fraction of what we've been conditioned to believe. So please be a part of this. Please head over to sovereignhuman.net and join the Facebook group via the episode link and become a part of exploring, sharing, shaping what the cutting edge of healing, transformation and growth might look like. And I would really love for you to be there. And next week, we've uh, a very special podcast on the topic of entrepreneurship because I believe it's one of the, uh, the most profound tools for personal growth and for building sovereignty. And also, I believe that if we're going to create a better world, we need the entrepreneurial mindset. That, that mindset that says, here is a problem, I'm going to find a way to solve it, and I'm going to add value to people's lives for a fair exchange. And I think that's just, that is the heart of what true entrepreneurship is, and it's something the world needs. So I'm really excited to share that show with you next week. Fantastic. Have a wonderful rest of your week. Stay sovereign, stay blessed, and see you soon.